You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Paul Gross, and you're listening to Outrageous Fortune, the kind of official Slings and Arrows podcast. Slings and Arrows is a show airing 20 years ago. We love it, so we're carrying the torch and we'll fill up countless stages with all men seven ages. No need to get the Shakespeare, it's only bloody Shakespeare. So welcome to Outrageous Fortune. Welcome to Outrageous Fortune. Martha Burns is a Canadian actress of stage and screen. She has appeared in television shows including Sarah Polly's Elias Grace, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, Michael Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Republic of Doyle. She played Ellen Fanshawe in Slings and Arrows, for which she won two Gemini Awards. She is a founding member and former associate director of Toronto's Soul Pepper Academy and has appeared with the Stratford and Shaw Festivals the Company Theatre, and the National Arts Centre, and is the founder of the Toronto Arts for Youth Award. Well, we're so excited about this episode. We just cannot wait until you all get a load of who we're about to talk to. Slings and Arrows fans, today we have Martha Burns, the Ellen Fanshawe, on our episode talking about Slings and Arrows, the TV show, we're so thankful that you could be here, Martha, and we can't wait to have this chat with you. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I can't wait to talk to you, too. <laughs> so, um, Jess, you want to start out? You always have great questions that get us, like, off to the races. Sure. Um, I know it's been a long time, and uh, we're talking about something 20 years in the past, but I just wanted to start by asking um, for you to describe your character, Ellen, uh, maybe in your own words, and also how you've heard others describe her. Uh, really? Has it been 20 years? Coming up on, yeah. Wow. I think Ellen is a, like devoted to her craft, uh, fiery, passionate, misunderstood, um, because of her, I think, her, her sort of her, her, her singular devotion to her her work and I, and, 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 and what, you know, she, what turned out to be a valuable member of that theater company. Mm -hmm. 
the late great Martha Henry wrote me a very beautiful note after she had seen Slings and Arrows and said, I, th I thought she had a pretty accurate description of Ellen, which she said that she said that she wasn't sure of her at first at all. She really didn't know what to make of her and, and, and was probably, you know, worried that Ellen was a comment on Mar Martha and other great ladies of the theater. And then, and then she said she learned to really see the, the whole show and what was happening around her with Ellen's eyes. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that was um, pretty fabulous, and I th I think I know the moment in the show, like in, in like within the series, where she where it probably turned for her. But I think that was, but I think knowing that, um, yeah, this is like uh, there's so you know so so many passionate, strong-minded actors, actresses, uh, female actors would get a bad rap for just being outspoken or, um, you know, what was like a, de demanding was, is a word that's often used for mm -hmm. actors that, that, um, maybe take up too much time and space. And I think like, I think maybe the, the, the shows, things and arrows showed like what was, what was behind the, the reason that actors, ask for things and get mad about things and care and care about. Yeah. Stuff. I'm curious what you think the moment was that, that it clicked for her. Oh, well, I think it was cause it was one, it was one of my favorite moments. So I guess it was in, in, um, so season two, which was the Macbeth season when Ellen makes a passionate plea to Jeffrey to not put, Jerry back on stage as mm. Macbeth because the under he went on as the understudy and then yeah. and often what happens in that rush and rush of adrenaline and everyone's ex excitement about at least the show is going on he um, you know he did a good performance or a performance that everyone got excited about it but she, but 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 she, but she knows like what that that if he if he went on again he would would not, um, succeed in the same way that you do on that. Uh, and so she, I can't, you know, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember feeling like that. I actually, like, I remember really clearly that moment that we shot that scene because I sort of felt that turn too, which was almost like the mm -hmm. first time that we were seeing that Ellen was not as self-centered as she appeared to be, mm -hmm. that she was really actually looking out for people. And a lot of her decisions were for, or her demanding nature was for the show and the story, mm -hmm. not just herself. And that I, it, and it was, yeah, I just be, I just mean, remember be sort of being very internally moved by this, like the, you know, this, the character speaking these words saying you, yeah, I think it was something like, you can't put him back on the stage again. Yeah. It will kill him. Like you can't, yeah. you got to let him have his moment. And now we have to deal with the reality of how the show is actually going to proceed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she says to Jeffrey, you know, he's going to make you beg. Will, will you still do it? And he says, yes, I'll, I will beg. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those, yeah. And like those kind of those, those compromises that are, or that like being, you know, and being real about 
people like and and also it's funny yeah because I was just in just in the, the show that I'm doing right now there was a we, I was having a conversation with someone in the hallway at the NAC just about you know what like what points the the company just decides that we are here for this play mm-hmm. the, the play the play is actually is the focus point not not particular needs because of course there are a zillion of them and they grow <laughs> exponentially every day you know some some real some not so but but she said at some point everyone decides that the that we are gonna that it's it's about the play and then and then the whole thing moves forward and that's the ultimate the ultimate um uh activity too like the ultimate tasks that we that we that we have that's so beautiful. Um, I'm wondering, like, do, do you know any times when you felt that temperature shift in your own work and in, in plays that you're doing where you felt like either your own, I'm kind of thinking of like my own moments when I've done that on like the very low level that I've done theater at, but um, your own and also the collective moments of like, I guess it's mm-hmm. when you become an ensemble, right? Like that's when yeah. you really become a cast. Yeah, and it's shifting too, isn't it? Like if you remember, like it's not, it's off, it's not just like yippee, like oh, yeah, remember that Thursday that we all came together. Sometimes it is like that because yeah. it's almost like collectively, all of a sudden you can kind of feel everyone understand what the scene is or what the show is, and um, I think particularly in in uh, in Shakespeare too, where, you know, you're telling these really big stories with so many characters and there's so much to figure out. And then once the, you know, and, and often it doesn't really happen in rehearsal. Often it kind of, you kind of have to wait till it, till you start running the show too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you found that too, but when it does help, help happen in, like in rehearsal, um, I, yeah, then you, it's, it's it's so helpful <laughs> for one thing because I think I think like, I was just thinking about that today actually because I was you know trying to think about the show but um <laughs> I would be constantly asking you like the first minute of this when I went like what was the name of the theater um, <laughs> um yeah like what that yeah I was just thinking like yeah why was it why was this series so successful like why do people love it so much and and I and I think maybe because it really just what we're talking about was that 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 people go into the theater because they want that community yeah yep that's exactly right yeah Mm -hmm. and that they and that we so that and that so slings and arrows was defining that it was showing it was pointing that out at a time when you know, so that was, if it was 20 years ago, we were starting to lose that. Mm-hmm. Like our society here was, we were starting to lose c- community, I think, right? The beginning of, of um, oh yeah, like I don't think, there, like there weren't any iPhone, there weren't any phone, you know, no. iPhones on that set. So we had lots of good chats with lots of good, like getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so without, you know, it was like, I think being, being loved and appreciated obviously by theater people, because it described them, but I think, but by, by, but by the rest of the, you know, other people that really liked the show, it was almost like a kind of a premonition. Like this is actually slipping through our fingers. We're actually, Mm -hmm. we're not, we don't really have this 
or you have it in, because I was, I used to describe the show as, um, oh, it's like a show for everybody because it's about workplace problems. It's about like hilarious workplace problems. And I think, but it's, now I think it's, no, what's about workplace community and you, and you, you strive for that. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, definitely. Even if it's just two or three people at work and then but then if you're actually you've got the job every people get together for the number of you know measly weeks that they have in the theater that are too <laughs> <laughs> so you have to really like you have to form your community fast yeah in order to make that show happen and that also it attracts a certain kind of personality who needs that in their life um mm. but that that personality who like I used to say that you know I, I'm in theater because like the first time I saw theater, it felt like magic. The first time I did theater felt like the first time I'd ever had friends and I'm yeah. still just chasing like magic and friends. And like, that's really it. And there's a low level to that, which is like, you know, selfish ambition of like wanting to be loved. But then there's a very high <laughs> level of that, which is that it's a wonderful thing to forge community. It's a beautiful, gen generous, amazing thing to do. Um, but if you are the kind of person who needs those things, it attracts a certain kind of personality. And I would say Ellen is very much one of those personalities for better or worse, which is why I love her. But yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. are you, cause you want to have to, you want, you like, you have to like to share, mm. right. You want to share with right. each other, but you want to share the, the, with the audience. Like you, like you love this story. You love these characters. You want to, want to share. And I think when, I think when the audience really gets the feeling that everyone, that there's this collective sharing that we've all decided to share it with you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and also really, you know, we, you know how hard that is to do actually. It's, 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 it's not a given that every time people come together to make a show that it, that, that, that sharing is going to be that, you know, that uh, sort of this, like a perfect offering or even a adequate offering. So, so yeah. when, you know, when it does work, when, when people, when you really decide to share together, it's, that is the audience knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that feels a little bit like, um, you know, knowing how good it can be is, is part of the drug that like keeps me coming back to it as an audience member or, um, a person who wants to work in theater, even though like the frustration when you know it can be that good and it isn't, it's like what Ellen says about Romeo and Juliet of like, this play is kind of this pain because you see love and your life isn't like that. And like with theater, <laughs> I feel like I always have the feeling of what the show could be or what the experience could be. And when it isn't, it's so infuriating. But yeah, like yeah. the fact that that possibility is there is like, you have to go back because it's, I mean, once you've seen it, once you've tasted it, like how can you look for anything else? If that makes sense? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, you're, uh, I, I can see why why you like the show. The show, <laughs> the show likes you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I think, and that's what the, um, yeah. I mean, we all, like, we just came away from like two years where there wasn't, you know, where we didn't gather, we didn't gather to see things. And so yeah. we know, we really appreciate it now too. You know, that, or so that sense of community, because now everyone talks about community and how we need it and what it, what, you know, we want it. But at the, um, I think that we, you know, it was just, it wasn't really a, we didn't, yeah, we didn't know how much we needed it then. Yeah. And that theater, yeah, and yeah theater people do like we, 
Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's the share the sharing, and because I have done. Have you ever just done a like a one person show or just been? Yeah, I have. Yeah, was it? Did you like it as much as being with people? Um, I've done a lot of work at the Fringe where I like wrote, directed, done it all myself, and like maybe had a stage manager who I hired, but otherwise was like completely alone. And I really wow. love that way of working in one way. And I, um, it, it was very, very hard. And uh, I was like, I would write in my head before it started, I was writing the bad reviews that I was sure I was going to get. <laughs> and at one point they were like, in this play, Jessica Moss disappears entirely up her own asshole. And I was like, that's what they're going to say about me. Like, that's it. And I was so afraid. And I'll, you know, the thing of um, the thing of being done the show and you go to the dressing room and there's no one there is is a very very hard Brutal. moment. Yeah, yeah. Even if the show went well, you go and there and like it was fringe, so like I have to move my own set and then I have to go like beg people to come to the next show. Um, and I've I've done a lot of that, and that moment is very very surreal when you kind of come out and like you should be happy, but um, it feels a little bit like uh when I've gone through periods of my life when there's been no one to tell when you have like good news. So something good happens, but you mm -hmm. have no one to share it with. And it's yeah. like, did it even happen? You know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's like, because uh, like when you're on stage, you have the audience, you know, that's a, it's a very powerful relationship because you're not, you know, it's not like you're sharing with the person and then sharing with the audience. You're just sharing with the, audience but I I was actually I was in a play where the director decided not to do a the not to do a curtain call and because and there were just it was just me and another actor who were on stage for the last scene um no it, no it was and, and, oh, and there was another actress too but when so when we came off everyone had already gone home oh. and, and that was I can't tell you how it seems so weird that that was because yeah. That it was just that. That's when I yeah. That's when I really went yeah. That's because that's community. Community is like we shared this together. We mm -hmm. did this yeah. together, and you sort of go home with that feeling too, right? It doesn't like no matter how the show felt or the audience responded, you still have this. This is what we do together. This is what we're gonna, mm -hmm. you know, talk a little bit about and then go home and get ready to do it again. So just this, mm -hmm. it was just like the weirdest experience to it was very kind of surreal and dreamlike to finish the show <laughs> and not and then yeah not have that final sharing I just realized like that's so important that the final yeah. sharing it's um it's interesting for for to hear you say that uh, I love that Martha Henry noticed that moment I love that moment too um I love the whole Jerry storyline so much but um <laughs> you know, that that's one of her first moments of doing something for the betterment of the larger show. But I think like our first introduction to Ellen is she's complaining about her back being turned during a speech right. um, in, in the dream. And I'm like, oh, she's right though. Like that mm -hmm. is not good staging. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I have such a connection to Ellen as someone who's consistently been called difficult. And I yeah. wonder a lot about difficult women and what it is to be a difficult woman in the theater. Um, and uh, you know how I think Ellen bears a lot of that and is a very, very realistic uh, depiction of both like the legitimate difficulties of this person, but also like difficult because I care. Sorry, sorry for caring, like that thing, which yeah. is very truthful to me.
Yeah, we all, it was funny because we all, um, that was just, you know, those were just, I guess, the first couple of days that we were shooting the, the, um, and I remember like everyone, all the, the cast, just, we just loved, everyone laughed a lot whenever we, you know, we had to, heard, heard sorry, sorry for Karen, because it was like, yeah, because again, it's like that, it's, it's everyone's internal monologue mm -hmm. that just got, <laughs> that just got sad because they are like because the caring um is yeah like we're all we're all in that you know in in in, in that group caring away and then and often it's just like it's often just oh it's the director's job to care about everything and we just have to do this you know like that's like hopefully those sort of hierarchical days are coming to a close but um but certainly that idea that yeah that i did that you know and that the fact that oliver had me turned away for that speech I'm sure was like there were all sorts of good uh as we, as we learned more about the relationship we could imagine many reasons for him asking her to do that well, but it's then true it happens like, again and it happens again in season two with Macbeth where she's like you where you have me nobody can see me again yeah I forgot about that too <laughs> And she's just constantly yeah. having to fight for <laughs> her space. You know, she's like, yeah. literally, I am this m massive, important role. And the men keep trying to hide her. Yeah. And it's such the, it is the way, it's the way, you know, I mean, especially like yeah. when you think yeah. of like, going, like being at, you know, all, if you're doing all those big Shakespeare plays, there are way, way many more men on stage always and in the rehearsal room than than yep. women. And so often, and it's like, it's, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm in a play right now where there's more men than women. And I find, I sometimes like just sort of feel that energy and just think, oh, oh God, just, oh, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with what they're doing and who they are. It's just that like we've, we're, this is, um, we have more of one than the other. That's it. That's just yeah. it. And certainly in a, in a Shakespeare environment, um, we do. So at that, in fact, I probably, uh, yeah, I think like I haven't, you know, I haven't been, at, I haven't, I've worked at Stratford sporadically. So I've probably didn't like, it didn't come like, you know, didn't become a burden that I was carrying that I was like, there were like that the, the male female energy was already, was not balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, in the room and in maybe, you know, in some cases for story related, it needn't be, but, um, anyway, yeah. I mean, it's just like, that's, that just happens to be a, a personal, um, thing that I think about quite a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, we're all thinking about that, most women in the theater nowadays, and I'm not a performer, but I am a director and producer, mm. and I've still had instances where, you know, the production is my brainchild, and I, I still hear, you know, stuff like um, about my, uh, my assertiveness and my oh, very oh. clear picture about exactly what I want, Yes, you know? And it's like, well, I want these things because I know how this works because it's my brainchild. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, and then if you, you know, and then, uh, 
And then do you find that pe- people do listen eventually after you say it 10 times? Um, sometimes, sometimes not, but it still happens the way I want it because that's what I said. <laughs> and this is my show. But the listening can be, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, you really have to fight for it. And so I was just really struck by how many times Martha or that um, Ellen has to do that for herself mm-hmm. and do it for others. Because in season three, you know, she's, she's backing up the youngest member of the cast and she's like, you can't talk to her that way. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like I think I, I think that. that was yeah, and also I think that was, um, yeah, because also that was something that I wit- witnessed as a young actor too was that the mm-hmm. that the people that the people that st- stood up for you or the and the people that didn't too right like they just being yeah. being being able to, um, and it, you know again it had to, it you know had so much to do with the personality of the director and whether people yeah. felt comfortable talking but most people like there was like there was there's I mean I think I think the I hope our uh culture like really will change it's not really changing that quickly frankly no um, not really <laughs> people know yeah. This is something actually. This is something actually. I was talking about t- today, just because you know, because I'm in rehearsal right now, and it's great that it's great that we're having these kind of conversations too, right? Which, which are lar- which are not just about sort of like like bitching about what it's what it's like, but talking about like what like how are you know are we able to mark these changes that we've become? Our consciousness has been raised, but are we really able to ch- you know how are we changing within that? Yeah, yeah, and that and the um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if like I, if, um, yeah, so certainly I guess, I guess that's another, you know, another reason that's, that slings, you know, has been so popular with people who are, who love theater or who are in theater, particularly with theater school students too, you know, to have that, like all those, you know, to have those, those dynamics that you feel really, even when you're in theater school, you know, and then see it play out on the, on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who Was it Susan, uh, Jess, who said like, it's also like a dysfunctional family, uh-huh. you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very dysfunctional family. And, and I always feel like that too, when I'm in theater spaces, cause you know, sometimes you end up spending more time with the other performers or the, you know, everybody else you're creating the piece with, you end up spending more time with them sometimes than you do your family. Cause you're coming yes. home late and yeah. 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 And it is fun. <laughs> you know, like also when you think of like what you, you know, how you, how you love your family or you forgive your mm-hmm. family, even though you can be like wildly angry with them or just mm-hmm. so disappointed, but you just chug along. And I think in that way, mm. um, uh, yeah, particularly at a festival where people are there, you know, they're together, get together for longer periods of time and sometimes years and years. So you get to know people in all these, you know, they're these different, um, stages of their lives. But yeah. I think in, um, 
Yeah. What's, what's, what fascinates me now, and I guess just cause I've, you know, been, I've been away from it for a couple of years to be in a, like to be, to be in a room with people that, cause we've got a lot, this is, we've got a big cast and you know, how, what, how they, how you do get to know each other and how you get, to, or something, you know, you, you can get to know each other like just enough in order to get to make this relationship work on stage, or you get to know each other like really well, because that just happens to be the chemistry. So this, yeah, this sort of this, this, this microcosm of a village and yeah. Um, yeah. And then you find, and, and it's, and it's so compelling too. I think it's just so interesting. I, I think about that, too, when you think about, like, the triangle of Ellen, Jeffrey, and Oliver, and how, like, before they ended up at New Burbage, they were this triune um, at the yeah. other theater, and, like, they they are, like, the battles between the three of them struggling to, fi- there you are. It's all right. Um um struggling to figure out where they all fit now that like right. Oliver's gone but still not gone <laughs> yes and and who they all are now after everything they've gone through um uh there was there's like a, these great questions that um we have in here about that and like we're curious what you think happened between the time that like Jeffrey left um and walked off stage between Ellen and Oliver I'm curious what you think maybe happened between them I'm also curious what um what you think like their relationship was like after while Jeffrey was gone and um if there was bitterness there and maybe that's why the whole Titania thing happened, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things. I'm, I'm curious what you think, like, was there a tape playing in your head in those scenes of a backstory? Hmm. Let me think some, like certainly images come to mind with those questions. I think that um, I imagine like both Oliver and Ellen being sort of, um, you know, in, in, in the self-centered, you know, youthfulness of that time, being also like, like little, um, uh, just like, uh, not really offended. What's the right word? I, did, I think just, or, or the fact that like, you know, that Jeffrey, you know, beloved by them both just takes yeah. off. Um, and they don't, they didn't seem to try what, you know, whatever that, if they were, if there were attempts for, for them to make, you know, make some kind of reconciliation happen. I doesn't really, we didn't really, you know, didn't really get that much sign of that. So I imagine they just like finding some comfort in each other too, or that you, mm-hmm. um, you know, we see that Jeff, like, like, like Jeffrey for his sort of mercurial, personality and uh, was made was uh you know like a, a sort of maybe a thorn in both their sides or maybe something you know or provided some kind of competition that was then removed for a while so that they would so that they just sort of had each had each other they weren't competing with um 
Jeffrey. So I would imagine like the, certainly their professional relationship of Oliver just directing and taking over without worrying about Jeffrey's, um, you know, influence and, and Ellen becoming the leading lady. But I think that because when we meet them, you know, when we meet them in that journey, they're dissatisfied with each other, right? It's like it's run its course. Yeah. So I think it must have been, yep. yeah. There was, so there was something missing too, right? Because they were both obviously just right. like they, they needed a Jeffrey. They needed that sort of that kind of something, a little more disruptive force mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. for, the, you know, for their creativity. That's, so that's my, that's my off the cuff answer to important backstory that I can't really remember. <laughs> um but I know um, just because, and that, I mean, that was, that was a, it was a, certainly a fun triangle for me because of also, you know, behave, like, because of, of course I know Paul extremely well, but, but also <laughs> I've known, you know, like Stephen Wimet and I knew each other. We have known each other for quite a long time because we both, we played Romeo and Juliet together in Vancouver. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was, so we had that to draw, to draw on too, you know, just that, like having shared some shows together and uh, knowing lots of people too. Like we've, you know, we're, worked with, I think, yeah, but we had both, we had both worked with Robin Phillips a lot by then too. And we're, we're quite profoundly affected by, well, you know, what he, what he was like as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go ahead. How do you um I see you're about to say something. Yeah, well, I'm like <laughs> I think I have a sicker mind than yours, but I'm like how, what do you make of the fact that uh, Oliver and Ellen sleep together? Like what is that? Where did that how how yeah. does that happen? Um and how did you kind of make sense of it as an I, actor as someone who had to go through that storyline? Yeah, I have to think back on that too, but you know, I can sort of like project my Thoughts. I think. I think probably um, just in that. I, you know, they they could have played because was was Oliver also an actor as well as a director? Did we know that? I, I think there's remember. the feeling that like way um, back he was that he might have. Yeah, I think too. so. Yeah, I think that. I think like I because because the. You know, this you know that's that triangle relationship that had it sort of like its power dynamics too. I wonder of them, you know, just even being like the you know the 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 there was must have been some sort of discomfort in that triangle too. I'm sure, like I imagine, it was something more profound and complicated than just oh, I'm I've I'm I've got I've, I'm having a tiff with one person, therefore I'll yeah. sleep with another. I think it had more, yeah, that it was more of. Um, you know, just maybe something like some, maybe something unfinished between the two of them. Um, I don't know. Cause it was certainly not something, I mean, I certainly never, we never, I'm, I'm pretty sure Stephen and I never talked about it. We really probably decided that our own versions of it would work really well. Like we didn't have to have a collect, a, a shared version. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was also like one of those, one, you know, sometimes when you're in a, you, you know, you, you have a show and you certainly have, 
so certainly slings and arrows gave us like you know bountiful things to stir the imagination and give you you know pretty a accurate backstory points that one to me was more of uh there was something way more complicated than just oh yeah, she yeah. slept with him and therefore that created this huge thing like that was like it was like an un there was much, it had to be way, it had to be way more complicated than that so it was like r rivalry competition yeah. um, and I think just yeah like means of escape mm -hmm. there's something you know because the, the, the theater is famous for its for its escape stories too like people that just walk off stage and leave shows um Stephen Fry Ralph Fiennes those are like I think those are both Hamlets too Daniel um, Day Lewis is a Hamlet yeah, and, then, and also because every actor you know mm -hmm. dreams I've had you know certainly countless times of being on stage thinking what would happen if I just walked off <laughs> just you know like this is like you know we're just like oh I just yeah you just think this is unbearable this is such a terrible <laughs> show and I'm so terrible and I think, what would happen if I just walked off like would anyone even notice um yeah <laughs> um yeah, so I think like it's it's more it's more like, um, oh, I was listening to a great uh, David Tennant's podcast where he's talking to, um, oh my god, the you know the guy who played, yeah, wonderful British actor who played the prime minister. Oh, I can't remember. It'll come to me anyway. There they were having there were two you know two actors both talking about just like sometimes being on stage and be like so overcome with stage fright or just so where you just, you know, you can hardly, you can hardly believe that you're just standing there talking and your head is going, get off, get off, get off. Um. Do you still have that? Do, do you like, you've been, I mean, I'm like, you've acted in so many plays. Do you still have those feelings? I think it's, that's funny. It isn't, I think it has nothing to do with age or experience. It comes mm. and goes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that comes in of what, uh, yeah, I mean, I think some people, like, you know, certainly as you get older, you have, you're more afraid of not remembering lines. Your memory takes longer to serve you, but yeah, that's sort of like, yeah, it's not, it is kind of, it's not really stage fright. It's more, it's sort of something else. It's sort of like, I don't know, like the aliens are coming and plucking you off the <laughs> more your own universe or something um <laughs> sometimes it is stage fright too i think it is just i think also you know it depends on yeah it's a com it's a comfort level like like who you know like who, whoever talked to a comfortable actor i've never really known right. one right yeah and then you can get, you sort of get comfortable or comfortable enough to know that you can, that you really, that you, you know, you, you know that the show is working. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I think like, I know some people, like I usually find that if I, if I feel really sick with nerves, which I, well, I, I always do, but it, but it goes away during the run of the show. I know like some people doesn't, it's like, it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. But it doesn't, but yeah. you know, but they can be brilliant too. 
I wonder, um, this is a question. Do you, do you, is it sometimes based on like how confident you feel about the piece and the work that went into making the piece? Um, or no, it's just like, doesn't, there's no rhyme yeah, or reason. It just sort of comes. Yeah, I think it does because you, because often if you, if you're, if you're in a, a piece, you know, like, as we know, as we know, there's, there's, there's also like hardly any such thing as like, wow, that rehearsal went really well. Like that, oh, mm-hmm. all those days were just so good. And everyone knew exactly what they were doing. And like, <laughs> it's just, like that, does, that doesn't really Utopia. happen. Either. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think sometimes you can feel if you have enough time, I think one of the reasons that people, that people get really ner- nervous, certainly in this country, is that they're just, that they're always, you're having to come in front of people before you're ready. You haven't learned, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't explored it enough. You feel, it's sort of like being, it's like having a theater dream. You're being pushed on stage where you think like, what, 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 who am I? What's my, who are you? What do you, what's, you know, that, it, it does kind of feel like that if you haven't really had enough time or that you haven't had enough time to even get used to the, the things around you and the stage or the, you know, the tech. And you're tired. You've been tired because you've everyone's worked twelve hour days for four days, and then yeah. yeah so we have a, we have we have an we have an odd, not very creative. Uh, I mean, not not very conducive to health healthy creative work culture to to put our plays up. Did did you did you? I guess you didn't realize that I was going to be such a soapbox person. No. Yeah, no, we love, this is what we love. (laughs) This is exactly what we love. (laughs) Yeah, we need more, we need need more time. We we certainly, you can't, you can't ask people to just rehearse for three weeks and do, you know, and, 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 and honor their talent and their creativity or, and again, let's like go back to talking about community again, what really makes you know, think of the things that you've seen that you, that just blew your mind or that you loved. Like the, the the Uncle Vanya that I just saw at Crow's Theater had like the, just the relationships, the the explored relationships and the discovery going on in that, that show was just you know just magnificent. And yeah. um, I don't know how I don't know if they had extra time to to rehearse that. Um, yeah, I, I just saw the the death of a salesman with Wendell Pierce and Sharon D. Clark. You did? Whoa! Yeah. What oh, was? That? It's really good. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> but I that's to your did. point, right? Because yeah. they were doing it on the West End, you know, and so there's oh, so right. much so time. Second, yeah. I know so there's so much nothing, time look, together. Yeah, and I think that's a really good example because. One of the things that we don't do enough in this country is to get to do something twice or more, you know, maybe, and maybe because we've got, we're in a more of a co-production culture now, we will see that and you'll see the change of the quality of the work or you'll see, you know, you like really having time to, to explore. And it's also like, it's how rehearsal is set up is rehearsal set up in order to, for you to explore not often because rehearsal often has been set up to try to make you, to just try to make sure that everyone knows that we only have this short period of time. So we have to sketch it out quickly and then hopefully fill it in later. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yep. just, that, that's just that one kind of theater. That's like basic theater. That's not allowing everyone on stage to be their most creative selves. Thank you for listening to part one of our interview with Martha Burns. Stay tuned for part two. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.